Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Wandering the Word um, for Sunday, January 9th, 2022. Um, we're glad you could be with us wherever you find yourself today. Um, and today we have the special privilege of having a guest with us since um Melissa was gone and Pastor Brandy is on vacation. So we are joined today by Pastor Cole Bentley up at Metagoshi Lutheran. Welcome, Pastor Cole. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Where are you coming from? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Cole Bentley. I've uh, been up at Metagoshi Lutheran for about four and a half years now. And I'm here up uh, just in my office. It's uh, snowing outside. <laughs> it's, hey, it's snowing uh, here too. <laughs> yeah, beautiful up here in the Turtle Mountains. So, um, yeah, happy to be here today. Yeah, it's always beautiful up there in our North Dakota mountains. Yeah. <laughs> you can see driving from miles away, and yeah. it's great. So, um, well, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So we're going to read our gospel readings for um, Baptism of Our Lord text, which is sun- this coming up Sunday, um, January 9th. So maybe would you kick us off and read our Luke reading? Yeah, sure. Uh, The gospel reading this week comes from Luke chapter 3, verses 15 through 17 and 21 through 22. So as the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hands to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Great. Thanks. So I don't know, as we're reading this, baptism themes obviously come out, but do, is there anything in here that kind of jumps out at you initially? Well, the the first word in that first line, there's the word expectation. Um, ah, yeah. So, you know, that jumps out right at right away at me, you know, right now is a time of starting a new year. Expectations are all over the place with different people. Is this going to be a good year? Is it going to be another 2021 or 2020? You know, yeah, like, you're right. what are our expectations as we go forward? I, I kind of, I know that, you know, as people are hearing this on Sunday, that's, uh, I don't know, people are going to be in all different places with that for this year. Yeah. I wonder what percentage of us will have already failed at our diet, our new year's resolution diet <laughs> by January 9th. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's a weird year. Um, yeah, we've been through so much as kind of a, a global humanity the last yeah. almost two years now. And um, what is our expectation? I think a lot of us, on the one hand, want are expecting things to go back to, you know, quote unquote, normal, whatever that was. Sometimes I think we go back to normal without ever thinking about is normal worth going back to um, yeah. in certain ways. Um but yeah, I like that idea of expectation. There's a lot of, I mean, what, what are we expecting? What are we expecting God to do in our lives and in our church and in our community? And where do we yeah. expect to find God? You know, so 
Well, and last year I got stuck on this, uh, another story at, towards the end of Luke, um, which is kind of a good book and the story of the road to uh, the, the road to Emmaus, where oh, yeah. there's a couple of followers of Jesus and they're, um, they're talking about those expectations and the, 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 the three words that come out of their mouths are we had hoped, you know, and I, I kind of, I just kept getting stuck on those three words, you know, because we, we had hoped for something different in, <laughs> in our world and in, in our year. And, you know, um, I went back and I read some of the stuff that I had written to our congregation when the pandemic started. And it was very, very clear that I had expectations that this was going to be a, within the next few months, things would change. And then, you know, here we are ah. almost two years later and, it's not what I not what I expected, um, but there's been some really beautiful things that have happened in the last couple of years. It's just um, you know some sometimes as we try and figure out those expectations, it's just feels like in the last two years it's been really hard to figure out what to expect or where things are going. Yeah, I hear. You. I mean, it's kind of like it's weird to hear these words of Jesus and think about baptism because you know he's. John, John's saying, you know, I'm baptizing you with water. Jesus is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm glad we didn't adapt that <laughs> specifically to our, our baptism liturgy. Although we do light a fire, a candle, but, um, you know, G the winnowing fork is in hand. He's going to clear the threshing floor, gather the wheat, burn the chaff. And, um, you know, I, I think there, there is a certain sense where Jesus here is talking specifically about people, but mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's out of the realm to like think about it in our own lives too. I mean, like this, right. we, we've got, we're, we are both and people as, as Lutherans. We, we hold things in tension all the time, the chaff and the, and the grain and um, our hopes and our failed hopes, you know, we can, yeah. um, in, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, when things are so hard, we also can see beauty, you know, um, in yeah. maybe unexpected places, but it's still there. We can still see love and compassion in the midst of a divisive country. We might have to look harder, but <laughs> it is like it's it, yeah. it's not that God is absent. It's just sometimes yeah. we might have to adjust our expectations, I guess. Or yeah, um, well, what are what are we letting go of? You know, uh, what are we holding on to? And yeah, how do we sort through that? I mean, this is a. I mean the the wheat and the chaff is a sorting process. And <laughs> how do we, how do we keep track of those things in our own lives? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I picture like that winnowing fork, you kind of, I've heard this, I don't know if it's true, but you kind of take the, all of it and you just throw it into the air and the, the chaff blows away in the wind and the grain is heavy enough that it, you know, it falls down, but that does require kind of a, a letting go posture, if you will, from our part, yeah. you know, letting, letting that chaff blow away as much as we might want it to um, hold on to it. And, um, you know, it's hard. I mean, you know, tradi churches traditionally, we, we have a hard time changing, but it's really true for any institution and organization or group of people. Like we, we like the way it is because of the way it is and it's comfortable, but oftentimes change doesn't happen when we're comfortable, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, healing doesn't often happen when we're comfortable. It takes some uncomfortableness, the physical therapy, the, the relearning to use muscles, 
Um, and that's not always easy. That's hard. It's hard work. Um, but you have to step, you know, kind of have to let go and, and let, let it, let God do God's thing, I think. But no. um, we have another, we have another great reading um, for Sunday yeah. this, this week. Um, <clears throat> and it's Isaiah 43. And this, this is, a, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, and as it <clears throat> being up at Camp Minagoshi there, Cole, my very first year as a camp counselor was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho at Camp Luther Haven. And um, my very first year, the theme for that summer camp of, I think it was 1997, was Isaiah 43. And so like, I have all these like camp memories that, that pop into my head uh, when, I, when I read this text, especially the first three verses. But um, I'll go ahead and read it. This is, um, will be our Old Testament reading for Isaiah 43, verses one through seven. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. So there's the prophet Isaiah. Yeah. I love those words. I, I understand why we cut out at Bible camp 20 years ago, you know, oh my God, it was actually 25 years ago. Um, you know, the parts about, because it's kind of awkward to talk about like, God, I love you, this group of people so much that I'm going to exchange this other group oh, of yeah. people from Egypt or Seba or Ethiopia for mm-hmm. you. That, that doesn't sit well, but the, the loving notion does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the extent to which God is willing to go for us. I, I mean, what a great Bible camp uh, text, but also a great baptism text. I mean, in some yeah. ways it works. The, the, the promise that we, we experience in our baptism. Um, and as we bring our kids to baptism, it's all right here. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this one fits so well with, with what we're doing or what we believe and what promises we cling to in our baptism um, in, you know, in the Lutheran theology for sure. But I think just in general, um, you know, that God calls us by name, we are gods, um, yeah. with, you know, um, and then, you know, there's a lot of imagery there that links us back to, you know, Exodus and things like that, you know, passing through the waters or through the rivers, Um, that these things don't overwhelm us. The flames don't consume us. There's, um, you know, uh, anything we go through in life, it's, we, we have this promise that God is with us and we'll never have to go through any of that alone. Yeah. What a great promise for today. It is. I mean, you're right about the baptismal promise in there. You know, God says to Jesus, um, you know, you are my son, the beloved with you, I am well pleased. 
and yes, that was for Jesus, you know, and Jesus' baptism. But we hear those same words here in Isaiah that I think are spoken in our baptism too, you know, that um, yeah. do not fear, I've redeemed you, I've called you by name, you are mine. Um, you know, thinking back to camp, one of the things we did like on the Friday when all the kids were getting ready to go home, what like our last little thing we would do um, is we would get a marker and we would have the kids write on each other's hands, the Lord's, you know, as a reminder hmm. of who we belong to. Um, hmm. And I think Toy Story had just come out that year. Um, <laughs> and so we, we talked about the, yeah. the scene of Toy Story, right? Where, where Andy, the, the kid, um, takes Woody, um, the cowboy, and has his name Andy written on Woody's foot. Um, you know, as a, to, as a claim that this, this is mine. You know, he, he belongs yeah. to me. And that's, kind of, that's essentially with that cross on our forehead. You know, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the Christ, cross of yeah. Christ forever. Like we... We know who we belong to. Our, yeah. <laughs> we've been claimed. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, with any of these, you know, um, prophet, prophetic texts in the Old Testament, you know, especially, you know, look at Isaiah and what's going on with people as they're hearing this for the first time, you know, being in a state of exile and being away from what they know to be the promise and uh, that kind of time apart from each other, apart from the, their space of worship. And, you know, that something we've been going through for the last couple of years in our own way, but, you know, here's this promise that even though things are rough right now, even though that, you know, this isn't what you know to be the promise, there's still this claim on you and God will fulfill that um, we'll give up everything to make this whole again. And, you know, there's really a wonderful promise in the midst of struggle, you know, in whatever struggles we face in life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, indeed. The, the waters that we walk through, the fires we feel like we walk through, not literally, I don't think I wouldn't, I don't think we're supposed to put them literally to the test, but <laughs> yeah. you know, the promise is still there, though. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Make a, make a fun children's sermon, I suppose. But <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Any chance I have to play with fire is always <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> it's always good and dangerous. But um. Yeah. 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 Well, a good chance. You know, this coming with the baptism of our Lord. Um. You know, Epiphany yeah. is is uh, here in a couple days from when we're recording this, January sixth. Um, and then we got baptism of our Lord, and it's a great time to, for I think, all of us to re- be reminded of that promise. You know, we of who we belong to. It's not based on our own abilities. It's on God's, solely in God's grace and love. And um, that, that's a good promise. So, well, Cole, any um, any closing thoughts here on our text before we wrap up? You know, going back to the gospel reading, there's one thing that just really strikes me and it's in the part that we leave out on Sunday. So the verses uh, 18 through 20. Yeah. And what happens there is, um, so I'll read it. So, so with many other exhortations, uh, John proclaimed the good news to the people, but Herod, the ruler who had been rebuked by him because of Herodias, his brother's wife, because of all evil things that Herod had done, added them up by shutting John up in prison. And so we leave out the part of John getting thrown into prison, and then we bring Jesus into baptism. So what happens is Luke doesn't actually say anything about who baptizes Jesus. And, um, you know, and you start out with this confusion about who John is and what sort of powers he has. And 
I think some of the early church was struggling a bit with, you know, some of that whose <laughs> whose power is 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 given by um, by who, and you know, if if uh, it, and so there's this question. It's more of like a Bible study question than it is a preaching question I, to try and unpack it. But this yeah. question of you know. Um, what sort of relationship is there between John and, and Jesus? And two of the gospels have speak directly to John baptizing Jesus. And then Luke and John kind of avoid it um, mm-hmm. in order to, I think, create some separation between the two to not confuse the two because there is confusion. And, and in the early church, there's confusion over John's role and, um, and so it's it's interesting as we kind of dig a little bit deeper into each of the gospels and how they understand who John is. Um, we see a little bit of that come out in how they present this this baptism story. And um, I I don't know. I found that really really interesting. When I I'm always curious about what we're cutting out and why. I agreed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that was well, and it's yeah. later in in Luke that you know John loses his head. Yeah, for him right. calling out those in authority, you know, Her- yep. Herod did not like people questioning his his actions or his power, and um, John yeah. was kind of bold. It, you know, and there is a sense not not in like capital P political parties, but in like lower case P work of the people and in the cities and the communities we live that our baptism baptismal call isn't to avoid the world, but to go go into it um, exactly you know, to, yeah. to work for justice and to, um, you know, uh, our baptismal kind of the, the litany that we go through in, in every baptism, you know, that for parents, your, your, the responsibilities to place in their hands, the creed and the 10 commandments and teach them the Lord's prayer and to work for justice and to, you know, care for creation, um, you know, to, to love all people. I mean, that's, that involves us yeah. standing up and, you know, sometimes, rubbing the people with power the wrong way, you know? Um, right. Right. And then all of the lead in into this story too speaks to that as well, because you start out with John showing up at the river and he's baptizing and people are coming up and they're wondering what they're supposed to do. And so he talks about, you know, if you have two coats, give, give yeah. one to your neighbor who doesn't have one. If you're a tax collector, don't overtax people or over take more than what your fair share is. And if you're a, uh, soldier, I think he talks about if you, you know, don't extort people through use of force. You know, he's yeah. very practical ways in which we are called to pay attention to fairness and justice in yeah. in our calling in bapt and tied into our baptism, yeah, which then again is tied into our entire Lutheran liturgy around that. Um, so yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on here uh, and. A lot of different ways we could, I mean, we could spend, you know, months on this. <laughs> you, you could chapter. form a whole Lutheran denomination on it if you want. <laughs> you probably could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, you're right. The Isaiah text is kind of the like, you know, I, I love you. I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. And I think that that's meant for a people. It's not meant as an individual, although we as individual yeah. you know, yeah. you know, uh, American folk like to individualize everything. That was like, I've called you. Y'all, yeah. you know, I think there's y'all yeah. in all those places. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and then we got the gospel. That's a very, 
living out in a very particular oppressive time and place a calling a, a different way of being a different way of well living. and then there's this this subtle juxtaposition of uh, the promise that the, the this Jesus is going to come along with the Holy Spirit and fire and you know the winnowing fork in his hand and then when Jesus does show up the spirit descends on him not like a big eagle or wings of fire you know like a big seraph you know like one of those big yeah. angels that's on fire or anything like yeah. that or thunder and lightning but a dove you know the the small sacrificial animal that you know shows up in in the Hebrew uh, sacrificial system as really, you know, kind of a meek and gentle um, symbol of yeah, you know, God's it's presence. Not a, <laughs> it's not a carnivorous bird of yeah. prey. It's yeah. a, yeah. So back to expectations, we're expecting the winnowing fork and the fire and brimstone and everything. And here comes the Holy spirit in the form of a dove. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, yeah, that's, that's fascinating true. to me as well. Yeah. Well, well, my goodness, uh, we've covered, covered the gauntlet here. I think, um, I think yeah. I've asked you once if you had any closing thoughts, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave more? it there. I think that's pretty good for, for one day. <laughs> okay. Well, this is, this is great. Well, um, yeah. for everyone who's able to join us, we're so glad you could be here uh, for our January 9th wandering in the word with pastor Cole Bentley up at Medigoshi Lutheran. Um, and for me, uh, pastor Ellery and for, um, Pastor Brandy and Melissa, who couldn't be with us today, um, we pray that this baptism of our Lord Sunday is a, a good time for you to reflect on God's promises for you in baptism and the calling that that comes with. So uh, until we meet again, uh, I hope everyone takes care and we'll talk to you all next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. <laughs>